0: Hello, and welcome to Mouse Rants. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. You'll be boarding the podcast in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important legal information. In a moment, the theme song will start playing. Please keep your headphones on and supply yourself with a Guinness or Whiskey on the Rocks. The following show contains language and discussions that are adult in nature. Soon you will be airborne, so if you find this inappropriate for you or your smaller aviator, you might want to wait for your party at the arrival gate. Okay, let's review. That's a podcast, Guinness whiskey, fear of language, keep your headphones on at all times, and anything else? Oh yeah, have a nice flight. Today's onboard feature will be... Mouse Rants.
1: Mouse Rants! Mouse Rants!
0: mouse rants episode 63 that's right 63 episodes in i'm your host jerry skids with me as always well at least back this week is simone de milo how are you doing simone it's been a while
2: it's been a while yeah yo 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 i'm all right i might subs
0: yeah um for we do have some guests before i get to them i just really wanted to say uh i guess april fools i don't know it's been a while we've been been stringing it along
2: sorry i can't help it (laughs)
0: We've been stringing people along that Simone is not on the show anymore um, after we got into this huge, phenomenal argument, uh, but she is here, and uh, and back and ready to go. Um, so Simone, how are, are you actually still quote unquote mad at me for the Pixar? Talk? Eh,
2: it's all right. It, it's cool. It's cool. And I, I do love uh I still love Rachel and Zeke. They're
0: great. Oh yes.
3: I
2: I'm yes. I'm not I'm not jealous. And Chris, <laughs> and Chris. Right. I, I'm um. Not- jealous
0: <laughs> we have some silent guests with us right now at least they've been <laughs> silent until i'm about to mention them and <laughs> uh philip swift director of dark side of disney documentary is back with us how are you doing today philip i'm
4: doing great uh i love that before you started recording you're like listen i'm sick so i'm gonna be a little quieter and then you blew up so hard and so quick. It was great
0: <laughs> yeah well you know you gotta be on right
4: yeah you're definitely on i love it
0: Good to be back. Awesome. Do you want to introduce uh, who you brought along with you
4: today? Sure. I brought along my sweet, dear old mother. That sounds
3: really obnoxious. I'm yeah. sorry. You could do better than that.
4: Okay, okay let's go back. Your sweet, back. dear
3: old mother.
4: Take a step oh,
3: back.
4: Oh, boy. Mm. Well, Today on Mouse Rants, I brought with me one of the shining stars of the Dark Side of Disney documentary, <laughs> uh, none other than Elizabeth Taylor Swift. She is a wonderful lady uh, who I've known my whole life, uh, and I'm happy to have her on uh, as, as my guest to be your guest.
3: That was much better. Much, much better. Um, yes, after putting up with you for 36 years, I think that was a good intro.
0: <laughs> now, now, do we have to watch our language now? Or, oh, please. Like, I don't no, know.
3: not at all. I'm okay, m- just I'm just making a nurse. sure there's nothing you can say I haven't heard.
0: Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, Simone, since you actually got to see the, the documentary now, why don't you take over for a little bit so I can rest my sick, tired voice?
2: <laughs> I'm taking over. Yay! Yay. Yay. Thanks, nice uh, like Girl power. Woo. Nope, that is right. Uh,
3: girl power.
2: Ooh. So, um, welcome, guys. Oh gosh, this is a lot of pressure. I Like getting to like <laughs> talk. Oh, like so not
1: used.
2: To, I'm not, not used to like leading this show. Wow. Well, you, All Simone,
4: right. you came out to uh, the screening we had. It was the last public screening we had of the Dark Side of Disney uh, before the 4:20 April 20th release of the, <laughs> the film. Sh- so um, she got to
3: see you in brooklyn
4: she did yeah so what did you think about the movie
2: it was freaking phenomenal i mean i i i was expecting it to be an amazing film and it definitely exceeded my expectations i mean it had heart like i wanted to cry but i was like oh my god like my face is gonna like totally get all puffed up but you know there are <laughs> moments in which i was like oh man like i was feeling it i was definitely feeling it and it was just funny i i absolutely freaking loved it um so welcome to the show guys and um you're welcome. I wanted to know, since not everybody heard the previous episode, can you guys tell us just a little bit about yourself? Since um, we're going to do ladies first,
3: Beth, tell us more about you. I am, if I don't get interrupted off and on, I am a nurse. I am the director of nursing, run a small nursing home here in beautiful Akron, Ohio, and um, have enjoyed that. So that's what I do. <laughs>
2: awesome. My my little sister is a nurse, so that's you know like I totally <laughs> respect nurses and
3: nurses are awesome. Yeah, I cool. I worked in the hospital and ICU and and various other units and. Hyperbaric medicine, and then um, moved on from death and dying in ICU to death and dying in geriatrics. And oh, okay. It's what it's what I do. <laughs> All right, cool, nice. Dark side. Nice. Dark, Dark side. <laughs> got it. It's called it's called life. Just that I, I, I deal with the end of it. Um, so you
4: later, deal. So you. It's a lot I'm, of. So like, maybe that's why,
3: Maybe that's why I'm a fantasy person.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. you would say that you spend a lot of time around death and dying, and the healthcare industry in general, so you probably need to take a break sometimes.
3: Uh, that could be it exactly. Thank you, Philip.
4: And what kind of breaks do you go on?
3: Well, what do you think? I happen to be a Disney holic. My parents are from Winter Haven, Florida, um, and that is about 45 minutes from Walt Disney World. My mother actually sold a um, piece of property on US 192 that was she inherited that after the fact, everyone figured out it was the Walt Disney company. So she sold a piece of swamp land to the Disney company. Um, But as um, when I was in high school, um, the parks were starting to open. I did go there my sophomore year in um, no, actually my junior year in college with a group of people from college, one of which was Philip's father to be. Aww. and um proceeded to continue to go down to visit family and then we would make trips to actually I'd leave Philip with his great grandmother and I would go to the magic kingdom by myself before epcot was built so oh. apparently I've done that overall and I've always watched disney movies I firmly believe in in fairy tales so and Philip was indoctrinated early so it's just what it is. I nice Start them young. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of things in life that aren't real and it's okay not to believe in that. So I believe that, you know, that's part of your education. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Awesome. Cool.
2: So, Philip, tell us a little bit more about yourselves. I know that uh, there were a lot of people who listened to the mm-hmm. first episode, but in case they haven't, uh, feel free to, you know. Like, let I'm sure us know.
0: sure we have
4: new fans. We have new
2: fans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, definitely. Because <laughs> it's, it's been a while.
4: Well, the last time um, I was on, I was with uh, Leonard Kinsey, the author of the best-selling uh, Travel Guide the Dark Side of Disney. Um, we were on to talk about the sort of collaborative uh, effort that the two of us, he and I kind of worked together. Uh, or he kind of gave me his blessing to go forth and um, kind of create a, an adaptation of his book in documentary form. Um, and so now we have a, a movie coming out on oh, April 20th. Oh, yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, it's called the dark side of Disney. Uh, it is a, a feature length documentary film inspired by the best-selling book. Uh, and it's about, um, you know, sort of, uh, Disney obsessed, uh, individuals like my mom who have gone <laughs> a little bit, um, far, I would say maybe a couple steps over the line, um, with their obsessions. Uh, and it's, uh, it's been really well received so far. We, we had a nice, almost like about 10 city tour uh, where we took the film around since we last talked to you, you guys actually, um, Jared's there for the first um, screening we ever had, uh, a rough cut screening, uh, in Brooklyn. And from there we took the film to Anaheim and Orlando and, um, Boston and Nashville, Chicago. Um, we had another one here in, in um, New York. We had one in Akron, Ohio. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, and so, yeah, we've had a lot of really good, uh, you know, Miami. Miami, we screened in Miami, we're doing one in yeah. Houston um, in June um, but uh, it's been really well received audiences seem to really like it, we've got a lot of good press um, and we are I'm just very excited to, to finally get a point <laughs> where now where the movie's coming out and people can like, actually get to see it because people say to you all, oh you made that? I want to see it, and then you're like well like, gotta wait, you gotta wait <laughs> uh, we'll get there, and now I can finally say yes just go and, and watch it, it's there on the internet, by DVD
0: yeah, when we left off, you were having your premiere in Anaheim. I think that was uh, it was a couple weeks away when you came. Oh, on.
4: right. Okay, good. Yeah. And, so and- we we, we kind of, that was a, a clever thing. Um, that was actually suggested by uh, James H. Carter from the uh, Creepy Kingdom podcast, who has an appearance in the in the movie. He um, had the the clever idea way ahead of time to think about booking a theater um, near the convention center there at Disneyland. Where the D twenty three convention happens, um, and so the deal was basically if you came out to Santa Ana, which is about a ten minute drive from the convention center, um, and you had a D twenty three badge, you got fifty percent off your ticket uh, to the movie. Um, I think we probably had about one hundred and fifty people come to that. They had that a, it was a
3: good crowd.
4: Yeah, it was, and it's a wonderful theater too. The the Frida Cinema in, um, in Santa Ana was great. Um yeah really good crowd a very good response uh people really, really enjoyed it. We had a nice you know wide swath of like super Disney fans and just kind of like local film fans and we had people that traveled all the way from Florida to come uh see the movie uh somebody drove all night through uh from Las Vegas. Not that it takes oh, yeah. that long to drive from Las Vegas to <laughs> santa Ana. um maybe they just are bad drivers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a huge, it was a really good, really good first, um, kind of public screening. Uh, and it was fun because I, most, every single person that, that, um, was in the film hadn't seen that version. I know like, people like Leonard, uh, and, um, some other people came out to the rough cut screening, but seeing it like on the, really on a big screen and like a nice theater with a good projector, um, with an audience like that, uh, none nobody, I think, um, had seen it like that, yet. not even myself. Um, And it was just a really nice, great first screening.
3: It was really interesting because Philip and I stood at the back of the movie theater and watched the crowd watching the movie, which was even more interesting. um, Because it was, we really, I don't think he had seen an audience reaction like that. And to actually be in a theater um, and watch and listen to them, Respond in the appropriate way in the appropriate place throughout the film was um, very neat. <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was exciting.
2: Were there a lot of like darksiders in the audience, or did you get a fair share of uh pixie dusters?
4: I think they did get well? some some pixie dusters. Uh, definitely, they came. That were uh, maybe they. They came just because they heard that it was a Disney documentary and even it was called The Dark Side of Disney. Maybe mm. they thought it was going to be about the Black Cauldron or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. we do, I, I, the, the honest thing is that almost every screening we've had, there's uh, like three or four, maybe five people that walk out. Uh, and it's always fun to watch and see when it happens. Uh, there's certain times in the moment or in the movie, there's certain like moments in the movies um, where you think, okay, just watch the audience. And you're like, you kind of pick them out ahead of time. Is it going to be that super old guy? Is it going to be that mom who brought her kid for some reason? Um, Is it, who's it going to be? And then you watch and then certain things happen in the movie and then either they get up and they leave and you're like, all right, I knew you, I saw you. Uh, Or they don't leave and you realize, ah, now they're not, they're maybe not the pixie duster. I thought they were. Mm -hmm. Um, So it becomes this kind of like, you know, litmus test for um, what kind of Disney fan you really are.
0: Have you guys had like a favorite crowd? Like on this whole roadshow circuit?
4: (laughs) Uh, I had mine, Mom, you were at a bunch of them. You didn't come to everyone, but did you have a favorite crowd?
3: Um, I actually enjoyed enjoyed the Orlando crowd because it was a very different setting. It was not a theater setting. It was the back of a store with an open bar, um, and they were a little more irreverent about the film. Um, but it was a very different group of people, many of which who were current Disney employees or had been Disney employees. Right. So I really think that was the most interesting group. The Akron, um, turnout was phenomenal.
4: It was and... a huge, Katie's was funny cause she, it was a huge, my wife, Katie, uh, it was a huge turnout. We had about almost probably close to maybe 200 people at the Akron screening, um, because we've got a lot of good local press, you know, like that's where I grew up, and so my mom, my mom still lives. But uh, they were very, I felt like they were a very reserved crowd, though. They, didn't, they, were, like,
3: they were very quiet, and, and, and uh, there were a lot of them didn't get it, just didn't get it.
4: Yeah, which was very interesting to me. Now, the Orlando screening was phenomenal. Uh, Leonard uh, Kinsey had, had went to both the Anaheim screening and the um, Orlando screening. He's the author of the book. Um, the film is inspired by and he had a great time at the Anaheim screening and then at the Orlando one he got he was really excited you could see kind of his energy level was a little higher and right before the film was about to start he like leaned over to me we were both at the bar and he's like i'm really excited to see what happens cuz this is this movie was made for disney world the book was made for disney world um and so this is like the hometown like audience like they're going to see this film and they're going to get the jokes they're going to get like the inside things that people in Anaheim didn't get uh, and he was right, one hundred percent. Like you know, there were there were these little nods and winks to certain rides or certain areas or certain people um, that totally like you know you got a huge reaction out of the audience that you never would have expected um, in yeah, a place was like
3: Gary, you know Chicago. Very, yeah, very different reaction. And they actually talked over the film in a couple of spots because they they knew exactly where the, where they were filming in the park. See, they you know responded. To uh, different scenes and conversations immediately, um, and talked over the film even, um, which you know, I didn't annoy me. Um, but um, it, I, I just thought it was such an interesting group of people to watch it because you knew you knew they got it from the beginning. I I have very good friends that don't get that part of me at all. Hmm. Don't don't get Thank it you. at all. Don't understand it. Make fun of me. And, you know, it's just what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're in the podcast world here, believe me, that's all we talk to is obsessive fanboys and fangirls. (laughs) So believe me, we're on your side here.
2: Oh, yeah, we're all (laughs) obsessive. Did you guys consider yourselves, quote unquote, darksiders before the making of the film? Did you guys always have that little bit of? Dark side. Dark side. I, don't, Do I guys... don't.
4: We didn't have the dark side, but I definitely think my mom had like you know the, the popular term these days is like life hacks. Like she had a lot of Disney hacks where she was like she knew okay like she, here's the path we're gonna go to like cut through this crowd to get to that ride so that we can see this parade, um, but then we have to leave like right before the parade's about to end because we have to get on the monorail to go over to Epcot to see this other thing, um, and she was all about the you know the the maxim, maximization of of your time and. Uh, investing in parks. Money. money. Yeah. True. True.
2: Yes, money. Lots and lots of money because they're trying to price everybody out. Well, Jerry is the, the same exact way and I first uh, went to Walt Disney World when I was 25, so I was a late bloomer, so uh, this guy over here actually taught me everything that I knew. The, the The Disney life hacks as well, so I guess that's a little bit on the dark side. Was there anything in the film that you kind of wish was edited out in the final cut like even like after watch you I know that you guys have seen it like a million times already um is there anything you would have changed or not included like in terms of like the dark side-ness of you know everything you've done
3: I I am totally embarrassed throughout the whole film I have a really (laughs) difficult time watching it um I dislike the opening completely. It's just, it's me. It's It works for the film, for Philip. It's not the first nor the last time he'll interview me that that happens to me, just so you know. There's, it's happened in his previous films also. I think things fit. I think there's there's some fine-tuning um, that I still feel like could have been done, you know, but they're, they're minuscule seconds out of the whole thing. Don't mind it all... I don't think, yeah, my line that we did something illegal sounds corny, but, you know, it, it that where was a long conversation. Well, yeah. but it was a lot, it was a conversation that was so honestly between my mother and I when she was dying was that, you know, I can't afford to send your, your you know, send you um, after you die to Florida to where your cemetery plot is. You know, and, and so you're going to be cremated, you know, and she, you know, was fine with that as long as I could put her in the Gulf of Mexico, which was fine on the Western, you know, um, uh, side of Florida. And, um, and I said, fine, but she sort of jokingly said, but you could put me in the moat at the castle. And I'm like going, okay. I literally didn't blink, didn't even think about it. It was like, Fine. And she's like appalled. She's like, what, what? Not a problem. Don't have any problem with. I never even second guessed it. It was like, I can do that. That's fine. I had a girlfriend suggest I put her in every ashtray throughout all four parks because she visited every single cigarette smoking spot and, knew, <laughs> and, made, and made friends at the parks. They would run into each other while we were there because they were smokers and they knew the areas. That you were allowed to smoke, so yeah, I you know, Philip did a wonderful job cutting it. um I'm his mother, I'm supposed to be his biggest critic, so i I always catch things and say, "Oh oh, oh no i <laughs> I love Zach, I think Zach is a very sweet person. I think Zach is a downer in the film
0: <laughs> but I, I think that that's the point. <laughs>
3: I don't get those people that don't get Disney World. <laughs> well, it's
4: interesting because Zach, for those who don't know, Zach of course is my friend. He's also a filmmaker in his own right. Um, he comes along, and initially I brought him along because I just wanted him to to help shoot. Um, but he uh, was, you know, born and raised Brooklyn kid, had um, never been to Disney <laughs> World, hardly had even left New York, to be honest. Um, and so quickly he became another character in the film because he, <laughs> I, I would turn the camera to him, or, or we would talk to him about it, what he how he was feeling or what he was experiencing. Um, and he just never really got it, never really, you know, attached to it in any way, which Simone hearing you say that you went for the first time when you were 25, um, I guess you had a better guy with Jerry than, than, uh, than Zach did. Um, so maybe well, that, then that you helped.
0: just sent him with Joe though. Right. And, and <laughs> Joe, you we, we were talking to Joe, Joe after the last <laughs> screening and he's already jaded. So
4: yeah, yeah Joe, I was
2: <laughs> from Florida. So he didn't, he's not even interested in
4: yeah, right. Joe's the, well, other, yeah, the other cinematographer no. in the film. Yeah. And he. Is a, he's a born and raised Florida boy, actually, from Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Um, and he just does not have any uh, time to waste on, on Disney at all. He's just, <laughs> he's against it completely, too. So, yeah, maybe when I picked the camera crew, it wasn't the, the best people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you you picked the competent crew. They did a wonderful job. They added something different to the process. And so, and, and it needed it. That was fine, you know? So, yeah, I can't. I, Did you think we should have cut something? Oh, no. Like, we just wanted to know, like, if there's (laughs) anything, like, you know, after, like, because
2: since it was, like, the interview format, like, you know, we all say things that are like, hmm, should we have said that or whatever? But, you know, I mean, I loved everything that you said. And I I mean, you inspired me (laughs) because it's like, oh, you know, like uh, putting ashes in the moat. That's actually uh, not a bad idea. but it's yeah, like hmm, well how else can you sprinkle that? And,
3: and, and in reality i can't be the only person that's ever done that i no, no oh, I, yeah you know that that's not the case you know yeah. and and the woman that was on the pirates that they got on film that they could not figure out what she put in the you know and it could have been a piece of paper for all we know um but they blew that out you know because they they saw her put something in and you know and it's like it's it, the dark rides, if you could do anything, you know, in reality, how it, they're not going to know in their ashes, how much dirt is laying around in those rides. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, was, exactly. Yeah,
4: well, that's funny.
2: Like, like a Tower of Terror, Haunted Mansion and all that stuff. Well, okay. Especially Haunted
0: Peter, Mansion. Yeah, it's supposed uh, to haunted man. It's supposed to it's be, supposed to be supposed
3: to look Peter Pan's Flight. You know, yeah. it's like, really? Okay. That's this yeah. the real
4: pixie dust, is, is your yeah. mother's oh,
3: right. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. You go. Yay. This, this is the original pixie dust. Nice. nice. See, a Mr. Toad's um, ride in, in, in Disneyland would have been perfect. As you're coming out into hell, you know, you could have been dropping ashes. It's
4: no place in particular. That's what it says on the sign.
3: No <laughs> place in particular. Sorry, dear. I know it's Philip's favorite ride.
4: Well, we miss it here,
0: so, you know, uh, Orlando.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I remember how upset Philip was when Winnie the Pooh usurped him.
4: According <laughs> to um, the, uh, the book, The Dark Side of Disney, it has a list of uh, top five places to get high in the park and top five uh, worst places to get high in the park, best and worst. Um, and Winnie the Pooh is I think number three on the best places to get high because uh, it is just like a smooth ride and like everybody you know, like all of the characters just look like they're stoned anyways and you don't end up in hell which would be a little you know a lot to deal with if you were too high yeah,
0: and the heffalumps and woozles come out and shoot oh, smoke yeah. at you themselves
3: yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah that right in the middle of the ride with the heffalumps and woozles might really be a little um, a little uncomfortable you know those are nice LSD the um acid trip you know <laughs> thing so uh Philip did you follow any of
2: Leonard Kinsey's tips before the idea even popped up in your head to to make this film like
4: like what was your process uh the before uh, I'm trying to think of the timeline of everything I don't know how much I went to the park in between like reading the book and then making the movie I think I went once with my mom um to start filming. Um, before I interviewed Leonard, even, um, I went to Florida with my mom and we filmed all the stuff there at the park. Uh, there's kind of one of the very first things we filmed actually was, was her at the park, um, talking about scattering my grandmother's ashes.
3: Um, Oh yeah. The goofy parade.
4: And there was the goofy parade, which yeah, there was, there, there, there there are moments. I was on another podcast recently where the, the guy was talking about the moments in documentary filmmaking. He always, uh, that good documentaries have like moments that just happen, and you're as a documentary filmmaker, you are on the other side of the camera, and you can't believe that they're happening. Um, and there's several moments that day I, I spent with my mom at, at the Magic Kingdom um, with like Goofy like stepping out of the parade to come and like hug her on the sideline. Like you think I would have paid Goofy to do that, but I didn't. <laughs> That's um, awesome.
0: That's something you see in like
4: one of the uh, travel videos. Yeah, look,
2: it looks exactly like it's a travel video. I was like, "Oh my
0: god!"
4: My favorite thing about that That's shot amazing. too is if you look at everybody around my mom, they all are like, "Who the fuck is this bitch?" Getting, <laughs> <laughs> getting hugged I mean, by I mean, Goofy? What? This bitch has
3: con- yeah. This bitch has contacts. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. You know. Yes. Um, yes.
4: But, uh, but no, I, I don't think we did much of the dark side stuff. I was, I, I was quick to dive into it when I went with back, uh, later with Joe and Zach. Um, we definitely dived in quickly. And, and these days with, you know, uh, something like a vape pen or, or things like that, it's so easy to like take weed in the park. You don't have to worry about rolling a joint or anything. You just have what looks like an e-cigarette. Um, and then you're taking a hit here and there, uh, and it makes Splash Mountain all the more fun. Um, <laughs> So that was definitely dark side activity. you know uh, we when we set up the the trip um, going down, you know I, I used a lot of the tips that are in the book about uh, you know where to stay. He always he always says to stay on uh, it's better to stay on uh, Disney property. I chose off just because it was cheaper, um, and I didn't mind driving in each day. I was looking forward and thinking from a filmmaker uh, filmmaker's perspective, I thought I wanted to be able to capture the that kind of journey going in every day. Right. Um, cause if you're in there, then you're just in there and it's a little different. Um, and so we, you know, we've got a hotel that had like a cool, uh, had a, you know, fridge and all that kind of stuff. So we could stock up on our own, you know, booze to save money on that. Um, but yeah, Le- Leonard was, was really just an inspiration. He's the one that hooked me up with the guy who got me my counterfeit ID, uh, which was a big thing in the movie. Um, he, it was like one of the first things he showed me when I got to his house, um, when I went to interview him, he, he was very excited, I think, to have me there, uh, and to talk about, uh, all things dark side. And it was like the first thing is you got to see this. And he held up his fake ID and like showed it to me. And I wasn't even like ready to film yet. And we probably could have like done another take of it, but I, I quickly like hit record and like just started filming. Um, I couldn't, I, was, I, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen, uh, a fake cast member ID before. And I couldn't even imagine somebody like wanting it or, or wanting to make it. Uh, what were you going to do with it? Um, and then, of course, you know, several months later, I, there was meeting a guy in a bathroom at um, the what is it? What is the the pizza place in Tomorrowland? It's like Pizza Planet or something.
0: In Tomorrow, um, the in pe- Tomorrowland or Cosmic.
4: Cosmic rays. Cosmic, cosmic rays. Yeah,
3: cosmic rays. And it's yeah, it's not just the pizza place. There's more, but yeah. yeah okay so you walk across the off.
4: bridge into Tomorrowland and right to the right? There's like a, a food area that has like so that, you know you can sit down and eat. And um, we actually, so I met the guy, and then we went into the bathroom there to like do a trade. Like <laughs> he like gave me the ID. Like when we were in the bathroom, and like somebody at family came in like while we were in there, and we looked Maxwell like too shady Maxwell smart. Guys. It was so shady. It was so shady. Um, so yeah, but that that was a great connection, and the connection to Hoot Gibson too was was something that that uh, you know Leonard's book got me uh, definitely put me on the, the path to that. There's a great interview with Hoot uh, in the book. Um, it was in Leonard was able to connect me to him for the movie.
3: Yeah, and Hoot, I'd I say personally, Hoot's the best part of the movie to me. Um, I, I truly think that. Um, you know, he's the epitome of, of the film, um, and sort of that, um, honest feeling of wanting to see, you know, what Disney world was about and, and people that really, at some point really cherished, you know, what they did and really wanted to see how it was and learn so much from, you know, his time there. Um, so I just, his part's my favorite part.
0: I I, just any chance that I got to see how things worked in the parks were like behind the scenes was amazing. And so when he was talking about it and the passion and the emotion, it's like you kind of feel that when, you know, I was put into that place and didn't do all those things that he (laughs) did. And I'm like, I could have done that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I missed
3: it. What what the hell was wrong with me? I missed it.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And in reality, I don't I I. I have hacks. Philip is right. I, you know, um, I knew how to drive around the roads around the parks before you were supposed to drive around the roads and and park in places you weren't supposed to. And I still do that. But, um, you know, it just, um, you just work around. But so does everybody else. There are other, there are people out there that have it. It's a science. They know exactly what they want to do, when to go, how much money to spend, where to stay you know, and know how to work the system.
0: This is true. Now, uh, you were, um, Phil, talking about the, the idea a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I came into my mind, in the Q&A you talked about how you wouldn't have mind being banned from the parks. Uh, <laughs> because it would have been good for the film. Um, so I guess now that you have your
4: child, <laughs> um, are you kind of rethinking that? He hasn't
3: been to the park with his child. His grant, her grandmother took her.
4: We went to Epcot for Margot's first birthday.
3: Oh, you did. Yes, I'm sorry for for 2 hours. Yes, we did go. I'm sorry. Right.
4: But the, to answer Jerry's question, definitely uh it it, it doesn't change a thing <laughs> because had I get banned or if I get like retroactively banned for you know when the movie comes out, um it it's my point of view honestly with it often is, well that's a that's $100 I don't have to spend. <laughs> on a ticket if i get if i do get banned every time that my mom uh because my mom will then just take our daughter uh to the park every time my mom takes our, our daughter to the park and and if i do get banned i will put a hundred dollars uh into like a college savings account for my daughter uh that's like the best thing i could possibly do with that that money um so instead of going oh i got banned oops can't go i'll put that money aside for, for Margaret's future
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <laughs> or or Katie and I will just spend it on you know I think, drinks at the pool at the hotel. Yeah, that,
3: I, I was there gonna say go. I believe I believe that's what happened when Grandma took her to the park. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we
4: slept in hard. It was yeah. great.
3: Yeah, yeah, she was she was not sleeping at that time. So um, yeah, I the bigger issue is Disney really doesn't care <laughs> about <laughs> Philip's film. I'm sorry. No. You know, I what that, that was one of the most fascinating things to me was the paranoia associated with him going to make this film.
4: There people are people that were going to we supposed to come to the Orlando screening uh, and we're the, but every screening, the Orlando screening, the Anaheim screening um who were gonna come uh but then they 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 had heard a rumor that there might be or they had in their head that there could be like disney spies there that were going to be like checking the audience uh and would say like oh we saw you at that screening you are now banned from disney oh my God. um which doesn't make sense like it's not like as much as as much power as disney has it's not like they're you know the uh, the HUAC, the House on Un-American Activities, like uh, out there, like just like blacklisting people for no reason. Right. Um, you know, it it, it, it kind doesn't happen. Like there are there are problems. If you do something bad, you can get banned. Like, uh, of course, people do. Um, but I don't think they're out there, like outside of the parks, like stooping around in fedoras trying to catch no. you know yeah. s- throw a net on you or anything. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, it's I, just, I. It's you know, no offense, honey. I love you. The film is fabulous. I. Enjoyed being in it and and going to the filmings, but I just don't. They've got more important things to do. Yeah,
4: they're a billion. Dollars. <laughs> they have Star Wars and Marvel. Like they have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, th- yeah. They're basically what closing Hollywood studios. I love their April Fool's joke, by the way. Closing Hollywood studios, just stopping, what was the closing April closing it. Joke? Yeah, no, literally, that's what it came out. April Fool's. The the um God, which one was it? I don't think it was Iger, but um, came out and said, news alert, we are just going to shut Hollywood Studios today forever until we're done with all of the construction that needs to be done. There, everyone knows there's really nothing to do there um, while this is happening, while we do Star Wars land and, to- and Cars land or, or Toy Story land. And um, so we're just shutting down everything, all the rides, everything, and people will go to work at other parks. And they, It's such a they, weird they went, I can't believe you're asking me questions. It was like a question answer session. And and he finally says, I can't believe you believe me.
0: It, you know, it's it's funny. It's 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 kind of making fun of all the message boards and. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, because that's all they talk about. Oh, there's nothing to do. It studios and don't get me wrong. There isn't, but there well, hasn't been, been for that, a long yeah. time.
3: One hour, one hour, you can do everything. Basically, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. But it's
0: been like that for, for since the backlot tour closed. Yep. I mean, it's I it's not like it's a new thing.
3: Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> um, not studios any longer. You know, when yeah. you pulled out animation, you know, people actually doing animation. There, you know, they closed the back lot, They, you know, changed everything around. And literally, like you said, and and everybody runs into Toy Story Mania, which is on the other end of the park. So, so they can do a fifth, you know, five minute ride. And then they run to both the top, you know, tower of terror and, and um, the roller coaster. And so it's like, forget it. You know, that's (laughs) it. We're done. Thanks. Bye.
0: Seriously. I mean, besides that, the star tours and then there's the Indiana Jones show. And then if you want to leave and come back for Fantasmic, yeah. But there's really nothing else yeah, to do over there at the do. moment. So, no, it's, the, it's a half
3: day park. You know, yeah. But Animal Kingdom was a half day park. Yeah. Know, so that's just the way it is. Um, you know, and now they're expanding that and making changes, and we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's funny because there's actually a distinct lack of MGM Studios and the Animal Kingdom in the film.
3: Was that on purpose? <laughs> or was
0: maybe due to like uh, nostalgia of Magic Kingdom Epcot or. You didn't have time or...
4: I think, yeah, mainly it boils down to the, I think, the nostalgia factor of uh, Epcot and Magic Kingdom to me as a kid. Uh, we do dabble just like a, a tiny, tiny little bit at the Hollywood Studios because it's Dapper Day and we go with Logan for a minute and um, we take uh, Zach on the great movie ride, which again, that even like only shows up, the footage of that only shows up in sort of the kind of a Leonard story of a guy taking acid who was one of the ride vehicle operators on Hollywood okay. Studio. I don't think I realized
3: area. that you actually went in the park.
4: Yeah, 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 we did. The, the, the shot of um, the only shot I actually now I think about it is um, is Zach and Logan go to, to get a, a picture with Donald Duck, and that is that's at um, oh, is that I, I you know
3: what? I I honestly missed that completely.
4: Yeah, just, we no. didn't do that much. Like I took Zach wanted to see Muppet Vision, which he did like Muppet Vision. Maybe I should have put that in the movie because <laughs>
3: oh, <good. laughs> it's the
4: one thing he really liked. <laughs> Um...
0: That's funny, because Simone was asking me earlier, but while we were trying to set uh, set up for everything, did Zach like anything? <laughs> <laughs> and Zach did like Space he,
4: Mountain. He was... No,
3: it was like, he did not like Space Mountain. He did. He said it felt like, <laughs> like asthma. <laughs>
4: no, he said Florida, Florida smelled Florida like Florida so,
3: yeah.
4: yeah, Florida felt like <laughs> asthma.
3: I think he was surprised by Space Mountain.
4: Um, sure, definitely, yeah, because it's more if you've never been, you expect something different. But anyways, going back, uh yeah, Hollywood Studios, we didn't spend that much time at, and Animal Kingdom, like, I, to me, it was, like, a later thing, it was, like, one of those things, I never really got into it, um, I was probably, you know, in my mid-teens, later teens, when it opened, I've only been maybe two or three times, and it just never hit me as hard as as any of the other parks, um, and so it didn't, it didn't even occur to me to go, and I don't think it's in the book either, because it's kind of, like, you don't really want to pull any dark side activity, because you might end up, like, in a you know, cage with a lion or something.
0: <laughs> That's true. <Probably. laughs> Take a wrong turn at Albuquerque and mm-hmm. end up the, the giraffes. Yeah.
2: But I did want to know if you guys did get kicked out mm-hmm. of the parks, say it was like the second day. Was there a backup plan?
4: Yeah. So the backup plan for that, we always talked about the idea that um, theoretically all three of us wouldn't get kicked out. Uh, that was one thing that, okay, the three of us wouldn't get kicked out. Then one of us, two of us could still continue filming. Um, the, a lot of the stuff in the movie does take place outside of the park. Uh, you know, the stuff we do with yeah. Hoot Gibson is just driving around, um, the shops and stuff, uh, where they do all the maintenance on the ride vehicles.
3: I drive so Hoot, around that all the time.
4: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, so those, those kind of things would have been fine. You know, obviously Christopher Cross at Epcot would have been a bust. Um, and we wouldn't have, uh, gotten that great emotional moment with Logan, Amazing. um, without being in the parks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the film would have taken a different, different turn. Um, but I, you could see a movie where, you know, after the first act or halfway through the second act or something, um, we do get kicked out and then it goes a totally different direction. Be, it becomes a film that could be about, uh, people getting banned we could have interviewed, you know, others that had been banned and, you know, gone down that rabbit hole. Um so yeah, I mean it had it happened, I don't think it would have killed the project at all. I think it just would have totally taken it down a different avenue.
3: Huh. Could have hired he could have hired his mother to film. So
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
3: yeah you yeah, notice definitely. he goes, Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't figure out how to work her phone, much less the camera.
0: <laughs> now now it's funny. We had um Raptor on this particular show as well. Yeah. Uh, and he regaled us of his stories of uh, the premiere in Anaheim, mm-hmm. which was fun. Um, and then we met up with him, which was a very interesting day <laughs> at, um, where was Epcot. it? At Epcot. Yeah, at Epcot. So mm. that was funny. And I found out that he doesn't like Illuminations. Um, and then when we were watching the film, I I physically heard him say something like, all right, can we go? Or do you want to, do you want to stick around while Illuminations was about to start? And I was like, wow, <laughs> it was just one of those little, little moments, <laughs> excuse me, moments. And it was kind of cool. I don't know. It was, it's it just, I guess he, he said living there reminds him too much of like a tourist attraction. Oh, and I was sure. like, is it all of Disney a tourist attraction? Yeah, all that of
3: Disney is doesn't make a tourist
4: sense tourist to me at all. Yeah, so, the, the, whole, yeah, so yeah. the
3: illuminations, fireworks, those kind of things just point, well, okay.
0: <laughs> but um, that is our, I think, favorite. That's, that's, that's where I, got engaged to my wife during Illuminations. It's Simone's favorite thing. Um, so we we love Illuminations in this
4: household. But, uh, <laughs> this yes. is a, a illuminations house. If, you, yes. if you're a belligerent teenage child, in this I, house I, you like yeah. Illuminations.
3: There's yes. nothing wrong with that. That's I think that's fabulous. I know Philip doesn't really care for it probably because that is the one thing I did was drag him and his cousin at the end of the light parade onto the monorail and literally ran them from the monorail to illuminations because you we had to see it. <laughs> there was no if, ands or buts, and they were probably nine and eleven.
4: So, yeah, so nine and eleven, you spend an entire day at the Magic Kingdom, and then you hang out, watch the light parade, and literally, but before the light, light, light parade ends, your mom is like just like not even this, she's not even holding your hand. We'll be honest. She's just cutting a path through that crowd, and you just have to—you gotta keep up. If you don't keep up, you're lost I, and you're I gone. occasionally
3: turned around, turned my head to see where you were.
4: And you just keep going. You follow. You follow that lady. You follow your mom, and you get on the Montreal, and then you like get there right as illuminations is starting. And so, somehow, I never, you never lost me, me. you. And somehow, you always had a spot. Like you always you had, like scoped it out ahead of time. Like we, you knew that if like we went to this one spot and stood in this one place, no one else would be there and we wouldn't be like stuck in the way back and it was uh yeah i mean it was yeah i don't i'm not going to say it was worth it but uh it definitely definitely achieved it <laughs>
3: yes it, it's made you the person that you are today <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: do, do you guys have any other like uh like memories with each other like from going i'm assuming you guys went a lot based on the fact that i know beth he is is like us obsessed with disney world um are there any like specific trips that you remember that was just there was something that was that hit you that was that magical? I mean, you're you're not as jaded as let's say Zach might be because he's not been there. I mean, uh sorry, Joe rather might be because he's lived there and grew up. Um, so anything that really like sticks out that you remember?
4: I personally always just I mean, I loved everything when as a kid, of course, it was great. It's Walt Disney World, but I really loved the uh, the arcades that they used to have, uh, like <laughs> amazing arcades. Like the one in the, the, the contemporary was like spectacular. It was a wonderful arcade, and they just got rid of that. It's crazy. Oh, I crazy love that
2: arcade. It
4: was
1: so. <laughs> awesome. It was Tickets. so good,
4: and there yeah. were nights there were literally. I, I remember this happening, and it was uh, to me now. It would like it blows my mind, but it, it was like the norm in the eighties and nineties. Uh, my mom would just like give me a twenty dollar bill, and she and my um, Grandmother would go have dinner probably in the restaurant at the contemporary or somewhere I don't know and I would go down to the arcade and I would just like blow 20 bucks or whatever 10 bucks whatever it was on uh, the arcade games and uh, And it was the crazy. St- the it
3: story was... is better than that. You're oh, be nice. The story is better than that <laughs> the story was we stayed at the Polynesian um, that year and um, Philip wanted to play video games at the Contemporary And, um, again, he was probably 10, 11 years old and I left him in the contemporary game room, said we would be back to get him. And mom and I went back to the Polynesian, went to get him. He wasn't there. He had left and spent his money. He had left, gotten on the monorail, got off the monorail, walked the back pathway from, uh, the ticket center to our hotel room and let himself in. Um, and my mother was having a cow. I was like, Oh, We'll find him. And and we went got on the monorail, went back to the hotel room and that's where he was. So yeah. Um Oh my god. It's called Yeah. Right? Ne- yeah. <laughs> it's called neglective parenting. He survived and you know that Is it
0: really neglective parenting when you're in Disney World? Come on.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, personally you yeah. step up. No, he 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 would never I would never allow that to happen with my
4: granddaughter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, like, well,
2: I was, uh, I was a cast member as well. Like, um, at the, the world of Disney and the, in the one that was in New York. And I remember one time there was, uh, there were these parents, they brought their kids and they're like, uh, Hey, uh, uh can we leave our kids here? And then we're going to go out and shop on fifth Avenue. And then we'll just like come back in a couple of hours. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, and the thing is when you're in New York, this is New York City. Yeah, I it's mean, it, like it's a little different, and also, uh, like
3: uh, it's where not like you go? had one floor at that store. There yeah, three floors at that store. Yeah,
2: yes, there were three three floors, and there was also, you know, like one time we had a guy who had a problem keeping it in his pants, and oh, so literally, floors. yeah, and literally, he would take it out like at the Mister Potato Head station, <laughs> like no joke, and like <laughs> after the third time like we're like okay we need to get this guy out of here and then like we fortunately because like i got security guards and everything like he never came back again but it was like seriously mr potato head come on
4: well, mr potato head <laughs> well, is literally hot. come on he's really... oh, <laughs> well. oh,
3: oh, oh. oh yeah oh, oh my oh my oh my, oh, my. <laughs> Sorry, yeah yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't dream of that, but yeah, Now yeah. Philip's cousin, my my niece worked in the Disney store, so had an ABC ID, um, you know, and and got in and she got me into um when we were there, all of us went, she and her husband and her mom and dad and my mom. We all went to the um employees area where um the things that got left. At the parks, they put up for sale, and the employees had access to it. And then they had an employee store, you know, where they would have um, items for sale. Do you well, know what I'm like, talking uh, about? Uh, uh,
0: what it's called? Property. Property stations. control.
3: Yes. Property, yes. Control? property yes. control. Yeah. So we went to the property control where a the rooms that were refurbished, furniture was for sale. Umbrellas that got left behind were two dollars a piece. You know, um, two seasons ago, clothing, um, clothing that got like makeup on it that they couldn't sell, um, you know, stuff that wasn't broken, but they couldn't sell it or it was like out of season, you know. And so, you know, they'd have um, keychain galore of one style. I brought keychains back for all my employees one year. But, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Actually, I guess when we came with you and... Gabe and Stephen and Joshua, Mm -hmm. you guys ran around by yourselves. And you were, what, 14? Yeah, older, definitely. Yeah, but still 14, and, and Josh would have been like 12. And they got on the bus and went and did what they wanted to do. And my niece, who was probably nine, eight or nine, was pissed at us because we made her stay with Grandma and I. And she couldn't do what the boys were doing. So yeah, and then you went to Animal King the year it opened because it was the summer you graduated. We were there right after it opened.
4: Mhm. Yeah, that would that would explain why I don't have that. You know, it was just like, yeah, I get it. Move on. <laughs> it was, there was like
2: there was like nothing there when it first opened. It was like right, just a safari right. and uh, right a couple of shows. <laughs> I don't
3: know what else. Yeah, just yeah, safari, a couple of shows. You walked around the park, you know, the... planet. Oh.
2: That's right, Watch. but there's like so much more to do there now than the studios, which has like absolutely nothing.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's got the couple of thrill rides, and then you know, uh, if you like animals, I mean, if you don't like animals, you're not gonna like Animal Kingdom. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Um, but bringing it back to to the film, did you can see anything backstage that didn't make it into the film for one reason or another.
4: Um, the the stuff at Magic Kingdom wasn't that eventful. Like it was. Very bland. I, I heard later that, uh, you know, there was uh, things we, we obviously didn't see. We didn't go through some certain doors. Um, someone told me that there, are uh, especially in a post-9-11 America, there is a, an actual armory uh, underneath the magic Kingdom wow. in case oh, that wow. there's a, a terrorist attack. <laughs> um, so that, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt. But the guy with, the, who I talked to, it was at the Orlando screening, and he um, helped to use like a, a, a imagineer, a literal imagineer, Uh, who helped design the the Tron ride that's going to be at Shanghai. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, yeah, there's some dark stuff. And he went on to talk about that. He could have been pulling my leg, but who knows? Um, The Epcot stuff, there was – I don't know. Do you guys remember an Epcot? uh, I talked about this before. Um, I talked about it on a a podcast recently. But there was – the stupidest thing, it was we went into this area. We stuck into this area behind the the wait line uh, for Soarin'. There's uh, a sort is, oh, is yeah. uh, kind of tacked on to the land. Um, and the, we, we stuck into the weight line, but I mean, you can get behind this like area, the, this, the, the wall, you can hear the music in the weight line, but you're behind a wall. Um, and we go through a door and the guy that I'm with who got me the fake ID points at this kind of just this hole like in the ground in this building. Um, and he's like, do you know what that is? That is, is the Food Rocks stage.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's
3: so cool. With
4: Tone Loke
0: as Food
3: Rapper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, that and was, it was,
4: like a, it, it like was I the best thing. I tried to film it, but it was, like, kind of dark. We couldn't really see anything. And also, literally, it was just a hole in the ground. And then, like, just trying to, like, contextualize that, like, in a movie, like, why this, all of a sudden I was, like, having this big, empty, like, nostalgic, sad feeling. Uh, there's, I couldn't imagine it coming through in, 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 in the movie in any way, but that was like the right. best, like kind of like weird personal moment. Um, cause it was like such a silly, you know, animatronic, uh, educational, uh, thing, but we went on it every time we went mm-hmm. every single time we yeah. went and sat in that thing. Um, and, and I enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the times it was like for the air conditioning, I feel like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But that was, yeah, that was one of the, the, the kind of like weirdly enough, the, the strange things The what they've done with the, um, wonders of life pavilion is so strange with all those like cooking demo areas they have and the, all the things, cause everything is still there. Uh, it was one thing he pointed out to me. We couldn't, there, it was kind of busy cause we were there during food and wine. But if you look behind a certain curtain, there's like the, there's the facade for body wars. Like it's still there. Um, really? and they're right there in the center. There's still the whole cranium command, like, uh, you know, stuff is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, the animatronics
0: are still just laying there dead.
4: Yeah, and like it's, it's very wow. like why wow. it's very, because they they've been doing this thing, especially at Epcot, where they have just like been putting up fake walls in front of things, uh, mm. and and it's all still there. Like that that upstage or uh, upstairs area at uh, Imagination is just sitting yeah. there, like for no. That's I don't know
3: ridiculous. Yeah.
4: Like what they could do anything with that space, and they do nothing with it. So yeah. it's very odd. It's very odd behavior. I don't understand.
0: I mean some could argue they they're doing nothing with the Wonders of Life pavilion. I mean, yeah, they 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 had they're housing those cooking shows for But food it's and only wine, but
3: and it's I only mean. on the weekend. Well, the Garden Festival it, it's only open on the weekends for, during the Garden Festival. Um right. and um and so and they they'll do the same thing they do some plant education things and you know, uh things and there was some stuff to sell and and everything like that um but yeah i in the last two years i haven't been here on been there on a weekend to even go in there but i know food and wine does set up the cooking things and wine tasting and because i've done been there done all that and selling all the wine and then have some artist crap and goodies to buy um you know so they utilize it for that much but then you know not even, it's probably 10 months of the year. It's, you know, is empty. It really isn't utilized. Star Tours kept off, but bot, well, Body Wars was hard to take. It was really nauseating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was too real. I think in, in the whole thing about, you know, the making of me, the whole big thing about that you
4: know mm-hmm. was, um... yeah and cranium command is funny cuz it's inside out that's it's it's exactly exactly the same exactly, exactly. Yeah, you think they bring it back now right yeah no, they, they, could they just bring slap it back. some like you know new faces on them and then all of a sudden no look it's Amy polar yeah.
3: Yeah. i was
0: i was a huge fan of how 90s the uh, cranium command was just mm-hmm. in in acting style in actor choices etc yeah, just it had very
4: like a, it had the vibe of like a Sega CD video game yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Ooh.
0: So, before I get into the, the DVD, because that's what you're here to promote. I mean, let's
4: be honest. I'm just here to hang out with you guys. Well, you and know what mother. I mean. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to ask: Is there a question? And if we've asked it already, you can say it. It's fine. But is there a question that you're sick of being
4: asked? <laughs> it, it, it happens every single time. Like. Uh, And what I what I love about this one is is the way certain people will ask it, and it's the question about getting banned. Um, Because sometimes you want people to be like, "What if you got banned? Like that'd be cool, right, bro?" Uh, Or there's a person who's like, "You know, what if you got banned?" And you could see like them feeling like, "Oh God, what if I get banned?" (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it's and you can just like you know it's gonna happen. It always happens at every Q and A, and uh, it's just funny. I've started to be able to like tell where the person's investment lies with the the Disney corporation. Um, And they, uh, it's a, it's a very funny question. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's really, uh, that's the the one that is just a constant, consistent question um, that has been amusing to hear in so many different tones.
0: (laughs) And and in meeting all these like obsessive, like Disney fanboy, fangirls during this whole roadshow that you've been doing and, and during the filming, because let's let's be honest, uh, all the people that are in your film are obsessive fanboys and fangirls. It's the way it goes. yeah, like uh, you find do you find yourself questioning things that you yourself are maybe a fanboy of.
4: I uh, Dana Snyder, who's in the movie, He's the voice of uh, Master Shake uh, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he so he so he came out to the Anaheim screening and he loved it, and he invited me to go to a convention in Miami, an animation convention. He said it's a you know great convention. <laughs> come on out it's around halloween like we'll do a, a, a drunk on disney like halloween costume party uh you can have a you'll have a booth at the convention and everything and i was like all right great this sounds wonderful so i go uh, to miami um thanks to my my loving mother who used her uh, hotel points and stuff to, to get <laughs> me a, a nice hotel room um and i had literally i'm, I'm a huge nerd like I, I you know i'm a comic nerd i'm a video game nerd i'm a huge film nerd Um, yes 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 there you go um but I've never really been to a convention before I you know dabbled like a a comic convention when I was younger but whatever didn't really do it uh never got too deep into it and so I go to this convention in Miami and I I sit down and I'm surprised because this booth that that Dana said I was going to have was like a real thing and there was like a banner with my name on it and stuff and I set up this little like display of my DVDs and my movie and everything and for the next three days, it's just this constant barrage of, of people. I, I can no longer call myself a nerd because of the people that I saw there. Like, <laughs> I whatever. There was a guy that was like cosplaying like um, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, and I was like, what, what? why would you do that? Why would you think like, <laughs> oh, you know who I'm gonna dress up like? Saul Goodman. Like, and only like ten people are gonna know. Uh, I was like, oh, are you Ace Attorney? Are you Phoenix Wright? Ace and he's like, no, I'm, I'm Saul Goodman. Better call Saul. And like, what are you doing with your life that that's the decision you made? Like, come on. It's so weird. Uh, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I got my picture with Pikachu, and uh, it, was, it was wonderful. I had a very, very good time. Uh, but I was blown away by how obsessive uh, these people are. And then we did. I did like a talk at the at the convention, um, talking about the making of Dark Side of Disney and the making of my last film, The Bubble, which is about the Disney built town of to Celebration, Florida. And what's funny to me too is that sometimes you know people come up to you and be like, "Oh, I got I got stories for you," uh, and they'll sometimes have really cool like you know mind blowing dark side stories, or they'll just be like the most boring like, "Why do you think that's a good story to tell? Like, <laughs> that's not dark. Why? Because you." Smoked a cigarette, like while you were on Splash Mountain, like that's not it's just no, that's not that cool, It's just kind of weird, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's I think I, think I answered your question,
0: <laughs> it's funny, there was something all over the internet recently where it was like this woman who didn't look like she was happy on, yeah, yes! and I was like, so <laughs>
3: like, <I don't laughs> I know, it's like yeah, it's <laughs> like, have you seen the pictures of me on Splash Mountain? Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, I just think no. of the one of uh, Tracy Morgan on like the Dumbo ride,
3: and he oh, looks yeah. so happy. He looks so happy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, and then they had
0: uh, Billy Corgan on oh, yeah. uh, Big Thunder Mountain, just <laughs> being his emo as always. I
4: can't believe, yeah, that's a weird thing that it became like a meme for. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it.
3: <laughs> I don't get the whole meme thing. So that. Oh, you
4: don't get memes.
3: No, don't get it. Don't get oh, it. Don't understand
4: great. it. You wait, but you post like a, you share like a million memes a day on Facebook.
3: I know <laughs> I do. I know I do. But that, I just, I, just... I think, why did they make that word? It doesn't matter. It had nothing to do with your film. That's yeah. enough. I don't get memes either, so I'm, I'm all for that. I do I, share I things. I, I share the words. It's not, uh, it's not really. I don't, I don't know. I guess I, yeah, I, I drive Philip crazy on Facebook, so it doesn't matter. <laughs>
4: I just don't think you know the difference between the like button and the share button because I think you're just no, sharing I share. everything.
3: Sometimes I share things because I want them to stay on my page.
4: <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay. Because that's move how on. it stays let's on your move page. On. Oh, that, I move get on.
2: that. I get that. Because you want to like go back and read it. There's no save button. Right.
4: Yeah, I get it. Button. There is a button to save for later.
1: You
4: should can... right click it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, move, let's move on from this. Yeah. All right. Fair enough.
0: Um okay, so your D V D is coming out technically when this episode is released, tomorrow, April 20th. I saw the cover art. Oh yeah. And it looks it looks great. <laughs> Exactly. It's funny, though, because when watching the film, I never would have thought, let's make it like an animated cover. like. <laughs> it, but yet it fits perfectly. So so why do you think that is?
4: Be, so I, I met in Miami. We're hanging out with Dana Snyder and his entourage because Dana Snyder rolls deep at a convention. He's got like 10, 12, like, you know, like he's got like a family that he comes in there with. Uh, including of course Guy Hutchinson, the co-host of, of Drunk on Disney, uh, and then uh, just a bunch of like other like just oddball characters who like, like I they welcomed me into their fold, and that's who I spent the entire weekend with. Uh, there was one guy in particular named Josie Devora who lives in Houston, and he uh, you can check out his work at RoosterPop.com, um, and his stuff blew me away. He he does all of the promotional materials for Drunk on Disney. Uh, it was Halloween when I was there and they were doing like a, like I said, drunk on Disney costume contest. And he had created a, um, a drunk on Disney Ouija board that was a like giveaway for the, if you bought a ticket to come to this costume party, you got this as a takeaway. And it even came with like a little shot glass to use as like the little thing that you put on the Ouija board to, it was awesome. It was very, very cool. And I was really blown away by his art. Uh, and we bonded uh, that weekend uh, and I kind of pitched him the idea. My original idea was that I wanted to, the, to make a, a very cartoony uh, cover that looked like the 90s, like white plastic uh, Disney VHS tapes. Uh, oh. so could, yeah. And had that kind of like aesthetic about them. Uh, and uh, and he was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll think about it. Uh, and he sent me all of these great designs, all these great ideas. And then he, after like a week of not, or two of not hearing from him, he was like, I've been watching your movie nonstop for days. Uh, and he said he'd watched it like 10 times in one week or something. And he said, I finally got it. You guys are like the Goonies. Uh, and and <laughs> Walt Disney World is like, you're, you have this treasure map. Um, and you're going to find all of the secrets. Uh, and so he came up with this design that is like, you know, everyone in the movie, like looking at the map and, you know, it's such a, an insanely designed uh, little poster because um, every single person is, A, dressed exactly like they are in the movie, like with all their little details. Um, <laughs> B, they all have something like little like little extra to them. Like uh, Leonard's like clutching the book and Hoot has like a mop. Because he you know, has a little sign, little name tags as janitor. Um, you know, <laughs> and if you look around the, t- the table even, there's like little things. There's like the fake ID. There's, um, there's a little master shake. Uh, is yeah, I noticed there. the
1: shake. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: The thing I just literally noticed this week because I was looking at it to like, you know, throw it uh, on the new website or something I said. there's a little jar of marmalade which, ah! oh, I was ah! like oh my god and I just started, I started crying all over again <laughs> uh, it was great I was uh, I'm blown away
2: I laughed so hard at that the marmalade thing Oh that my is God. something I That's can't believe so that that funny.
4: that that came out as well as it did. Because uh, we all well, you we, were
3: so drunk. Every
4: we all were, including Joe. So I, it was amazing to me that Joe had like
3: the, that it got the
4: fortitude. Yeah, to like to he knew I was like he was. I was way I was probably the most drunk. I probably also have the least. Uh, you tolerance. know tolerance. Um, tolerance. He's um, not
3: a good drunk.
4: But, but Joe. <laughs> had the the the, the you know the the focus to to realize that I was super drunk and that I'd gotten this text message and to ask me like what the text was and he like you could see him like really take over the the reins at that point and and guide the the, the ship to into the right dock um, yeah. so yes the poster or the cover design he's actually making a poster also that we're going to sell on the website um, he is lives in Houston and actually the the Houston Comic Palooza which is the largest comic convention in Texas uh, has invited me to come uh, screen the movie during their film festival at their convention. Yeah. And that's really cool. Um, And Josie's making a poster. It's going to be a nice big, you know, poster that is, it's almost like a where's Waldo poster. uh, But it's like the magic kingdom and every single person in the movie, like everybody, including like uh, my wife and and our baby and, um, and like every single person that, that shows up in the movie is somewhere on the poster um, and then there's like a little, uh, multiple versions of myself, like around doing all of these things. It's, and they're all really tiny and it's
3: bearded it's, and non bearded and non bearded. There's
4: one that's really funny. <laughs> you ask, cause there is like in the background, like on the very back, like back wall, there's like a bearded version of myself sitting there, like really happy, uh, cause I still have a beard, but then everyone <laughs> where I don't have a beard, you can see that like I'm a little on edge.
3: Well, Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. He t- sent the picture to me after he was done shaving everything off, and I did not know who it was at first. I I knew <laughs> Philip was sending me this picture of this man, but I I literally literally <laughs> literally didn't know that was my child at first. How
0: how long did you have the beard for then? Uh, he, I hadn't
4: been clean shaven in seven years, maybe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was I don't even it out, I don't but.
3: even. I think it was longer than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's had a be- he's had a beard since his sophomore year in high school.
4: Yeah, it started, ah, and it was a good beard too. It wasn't like one of those shitty beards.
3: Yeah, it was a good beard, you know. And then it was off, and then it was on, and yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't. Welcome it wasn't to the Beard that.
4: Talk with Beth and Philip. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you you would have definitely
2: not been allowed to uh, work at uh Walt Disney World. That, yeah, <laughs> that they're so so super strict. I think Jerry over here had like spiky hair one day or something like that. One I think day, he...
0: the entire time I oh. worked there, and I only got uh, yelled at once. There you go. Thank you very much.
3: There you so. go. Dark side dark, <laughs> dark side, dark side, dark side, dark side.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, like uh, it would be pretty cool. Like at the uh, the the convention, I was thinking like, imagine they had someone dress up as Raptor, like huh, cosplay yes. as Raptor. So. <laughs> Yeah, I want had to
4: really capitalize on this movie. I want to. He should start making like um, Walt Life buttons or something. Like, and uh, he could really, he could really become a superstar out of this. It's been, it's been fun to watch. Like, because you know, Hoot has been doing his comic and it's been selling. I think it's sold, you know, a little bit better because it's oh, wow. in the movie. People see the movie, so they buy the comic. Um, Leonard's definitely seen, uh, you know, uh, sales increase a little bit um, in his book and. Um, uh, everyone like James with the Creepy Kingdom and Roxy with the, her, you know, podcasts and her group. Um, everybody's been doing something. I think what it was, they're already doing something and it just got a little more focus or a little more, you know, light on it uh, because it's in the movie. Um, but Logan, you know, Logan's a young kid, he's got time to work out. He is working at, at Universal Studios in the Jurassic Park Pavilion, which yes. is like-
0: so on
2: Dreams Come True.
4: <laughs> so, there you go. It's I, like I kind of want to do, I might do it as a page on the website. Um, but I wanted to, I, it makes me want to go back and like, cut of like, where are they now at the end of the movie, you know, like with a little text over like the end of animal house uh, kind of you thing.
0: You could even throw that as a special
4: feature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Can even if it's imagine... a simple page on the website, I could, I could add that pretty easy.
3: An- anniversary edition.
4: There you go. Oh, that's right. There you,
0: there,
2: you there you go. And then like, uh, also like Logan gets to like meet Jeff Goldblum. Like it's. Oh, like, like, oh like, Lord. Imagine be... Jeff Goldblum on the Jurassic Park ride
4: <laughs> when Logan great. is
2: working. He would die.
3: That would That's like the
4: one of the signs of the apocalypse, I think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all
3: Isn't that part of the string theory? Is yeah, that, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know that you love collecting Disney memories and everything like that. And uh, I myself, as as you would put it, you you call yourself a hoarder. I am a big hoarder, I can't let go of anything. Have you True. ever <laughs> parted with any memorabilia park maps or anything have yet had, had to throw anything away
3: actually actually I do throw i do throw things away contrary to what my son thinks um I have not thrown away passes I do have passes from years and years and years I have thrown you know individual year um maps away I have I really don't buy that much stuff, though I need one of Phillip's posters signed and framed. I have nothing hanging on any of my walls, however. I'm trying to think. I still buy pins every time I go, and they're usually just in the bags lying on the floor in a pile. I do that,
2: too. I do the same thing. I have so much stuff in bags
3: um yeah um i am notorious for buying t-shirts off of t-villain that are maleficent based shirts some i've never even put on (laughs) but that's something that i needed to have
2: (laughs) of course you need it yeah yeah even if you never put it on like i I know i found like a like a world of disney halloween shirt from 2005 i was like oh it's a this was like past this past Halloween. I was like, oh, it was 10 years, 10 years ago I bought the shirt. Let me wear it. Ah, no. just leave I have,
3: room. what I have is a prized possession is I have a um, T-shirt shirt style shirt that the back is just black fabric and the front is all sequined um, villainesses. Ooh. Um, I found it at the original um, Disney Village. Um at uh, the gift shop there at the Disney store when it was there. And um, it had been returned. And it is a Disney shirt, but it had been returned. and I had it and it was even marked down. And so it has Maleficent and Ursula and Corella Deville, the Queen, multiple over it and i'll i'll wear it to um, mickey's halloween party all the time but i have it and it is at least it could be 30 years old oh nice awesome yeah awesome. so yeah so there's some things you hold on to philip would not hold on to anything probably
4: i don't know about that i mean i hold yeah. on i hold on to you buddy and keep you around. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
3: but i don't I, he doesn't if it's disney stuff i have it you know so yeah, I haven't thrown – I don't – I'm – I hoard things. I have all my D23 magazines. I stopped paying for That's something
4: weird. Yeah, you don't need that. Why? Um, You just don't need them there because it's just something for me to throw away in like 20 years.
3: Right. That's oh, your I job. I feel the same
0: exact
4: way, Phil. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's your job. Oh, yeah, but ask Philip about his comp- – yeah, gaming magazines that he hadn't thrown away. I think his wife broke his habit. Though.
4: They're gone. They're gone. Especially, right. and you guys living in New York, it's you, you get no room for anything anymore.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm running. I'm running around my apartment, going, okay, what do we not need anymore? We don't need this. We don't need this. And you know, I get yelled at for throwing stuff out, no matter where I am. So believe me, I get it.
4: And you I have that think- sad moment where you're like, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, this is, oh, I this, I can sell this on eBay, and then you look at yeah. eBay, and it's like, nope, nobody yeah. cares no <laughs> uh,
3: yeah that'll be philip's job when
4: <laughs> well on our show
0: we don't do like what's your favorite anything because that's what every other show does we do the opposite so i i do have some questions since we have um a new guest on our show and that would be you beth um <laughs> i just want to know what is your least favorite attraction in all of disney world and i know you have one
3: um let's see Probably my least favorite attraction. I really don't like the roller coasters, but I get on them at, for new people.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> roller coasters meaning like Space Mountain, or roller coasters meaning like Rock and Roller Coaster?
3: I will never get on Rock and Roller Coaster again. Okay. Um, it is a good roller coaster, but I will never get on it again. I think what I dislike the most, God, it's hard. I, I really am having a hard time with this question. So <laughs> okay. I can't, I, well, no, it's just I.
4: Got to watch out. Those Disney spies could be listening. No, I
3: can't. It has nothing to do with that. There's nothing that I really, really hate. I guess that's the thing. What do I, what can I avoid at all costs? Because you, you,
4: you don't go every single, on every single ride every time you go, right?
3: No, I do see parades every time I go.
4: (laughs) Right, of course. That's so interesting to me. But like, yeah, so you rock and roller coaster you don't like because you just don't like roller coasters like that.
3: No, but last time I was on Space Mountain, I was surprised it wasn't as bad as I thought it was.
4: Right. And you do Um, love the Tower of Terror. So you're not into it. I love
3: the the Tower of Terror.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And... but like, what about like the, the, the cars, like in Tomorrowland, you never, what was the last I could time care you less. On one of those? Yeah. I could care less. <laughs> right. I could
3: care less. So, yeah. Yeah. I and could, that's, there, yeah, you go. there Stuff you go.
4: like that. It's like
3: yeah. same thing with like. I could care less. I could care less about, um, a Dumbo. I, I, you know. Right. Dumbo's right. Oh, you know what I hate? This is what I hate. The stupid, stupid, stupid spinning teacups. That's what I hate. <laughs> Those are just vomit machines. Watch your language. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. It's nice to see the White Rabbit and Alice there, but I hate yeah. the spinning teacups.
0: Oh, Jerry like, doesn't like them. Like, I'm you. not a fan. I don't like spinning anything. Oh,
3: yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like I said, there's... I'll
0: do it, but I don't like it. <laughs>
3: oh, I won't even. I won't do it. No.
0: See, our most popular answer to that is Stitch's Great Escape which used to be the best attraction in all of Walt Disney World, which was Alien Encounter. But A- that's, you know, way Alien, gone.
3: Yeah, Alien Encounter <laughs> was really good. And, you know, Eisner wanted it to be scarier. And then Stitch's Great Escape, you know, you do it once and you're done. Okay, fine. Yeah, but they've right. act, they've, I feel like they even shortened it.
0: Really?
2: I feel, I, think like they, they even, I feel like they did, actually. I feel like like really nothing happens. I mean, before nothing happened, <laughs> but really nothing happens now. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's the one time. And it was the whole 3D, 4D sound effect. That was the whole point was the, was the 4D effect of, you know, things breathing on you and dripping on you. And, you know, that whole thing of the best thing was soundstage where you sat in the sound booth. And you know, you your hair was getting cut, and you could feel it getting cut, and 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 those things at uh, the studios. Mm -hmm. You know, to me that was phenomenal technology. Or over in Rafiki's planet, you'd went in the same soundstage and listen to the tree talk to you in the forest and in the jungle, and and you know the the leopard is crawling up your back and breathing on you. And to me, that was cool as hell. That was just so neat, um, you know, and in those little pieces and parts are what I feel like get lost in the parks nowadays.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah I could see. I mean, I could definitely see that because, you know, when, when things are being built, you don't see a lot of that interactive technology. Um, even like they had chances to do that with even like Star Tours when they did the new one. Um, and they don't really do much to interact. There's not a lot of that 4D, which they could easily do to, you know, with, with the, uh, with what they're doing. We, we're a huge Star Wars fans. Well, at least I'm a huge Star Absolutely. Wars fan. And Absolutely. And, like, it's just, it's just, I don't feel like I'm in that ride anymore, you know? But, you know, that's just me personally.
3: No, that's okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> How about you, Phil? What's your least favorite thing to do in Walt Disney World?
4: Oh, well, um, it, this is, uh, yeah, okay, so you see in the movie, you see us get, um, on Mission Space and we get off Mission Space and we both, uh, all of us are just like, oh, good. Um, <laughs> we also, also had been hitting this vape pen all day, uh, so we were, like, a little high and, like, I, I, I don't like the centrifugal, uh, centrifuge, um, feeling. Get mission space. Yeah. I'd only been on it once, I think, like, early, way back when it first opened, uh, and for some reason I was like, oh, let's go on the most extreme, like, you know, the orange line or whatever it is, it is like a full on space thing. And so I'm a little bit stoned and I get in the thing and it's just like, <laughs> it it was awful. Like I, the, the 90 seconds or whatever it was, was the longest thing in my life. Um, and it, uh, I did not like it. I did not feel well after that. Uh, it's not like, I understand what they're doing with the ride. Uh, and, uh, like, the the young kid in me really appreciates the, the fact that there's, like, a flight stick that I can grab onto, but I, I really feel like it doesn't really do anything. Um, They they say, like, you know, Gary Sinise is yelling at you, know, like, turn left! All right, pull back! <laughs> and I bet if you just sat there, it would still give you the same outcome. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, if those buttons did
0: something, you know, if you didn't hit it, maybe if they, like, if it went to a different scenario, right. which you could easily do, because the video... Like, they could easily do that, but they just chose not to. Yeah, there's no option so, where know. you, like,
4: die on Mars. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> or at least get into a worse, like, predicament or something like that. Something. Yeah. But, no, it's always the same outcome regardless. I agree. I'm not a fan. I, I, again, I don't like spinning, and that spins, so. Right. But I, nev- I haven't
3: been on That's why I've never gone on it. Yeah. I, I refused. Even the, even the simple side. No.
0: <laughs> just won't do it. No. no. <laughs> Fair enough. I agree. All right, so we're all in agreement there. Simone, you got anything else?
2: Oh, yes. I'm sure... Okay, you guys have had (laughs) your experiences with, you know, like, uh, not-so-fun things, but what about cast members? Any horrible cast member experiences that you want to talk about? The worst.
3: I have to tell you, I I honestly... I don't know that I ever have. I was there... Philip was... Four... Four and a half years old. My nephew had just was over two, and my sister-in-law and I went on 4th of July. We were staying with my grandmother, and we went on 4th of July and left the park at 2 a.m. with babies, like stupid (laughs) idiots. And, And we didn't get up there till late, and it was the scariest thing I've ever done. It was so scary leaving the park because there were so many people, and you had we had two little boys. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was awful. To me, that was the worst. But I can't honestly, I can't honestly say I was really upset by someone.
2: Oh, okay, all right. So Disney, I has... lucked
3: out. I've lucked out probably because <laughs> right. I I work with the public. I know how bad I can be, and I know how bad. They can be so. I'm sort of surprised. Oh wow!
0: We've had a few awful cast member experience. I I remember there was one. was one time I went to uh, Primeval Whirl, which is not my favorite attraction. Awful, awful. Yeah, it's awful. This is uh, wait.
4: What is Primeval Whirl? So it's
0: it's like a a mouse coaster where it like slides down and then like spins you around real fast.
3: They're dinosaurs.
4: it's, It's an Animal Kingdom.
0: It's an animal kingdom, yeah. so a dinosaur it. pavilion. Yeah. It's like Chester and Hester's, like, really ugly Dino Land <laughs> area. And um, so, we, because of the fact that it slams you against the, basically the wall and spins you, you, you really get crushed in there. And I was traveling with somebody who was, who was large, and I, I had asked them, I said, Listen, can we please get our own? There was nobody online, mind you. Can we please get our own car? Um, because I knew what was going to happen. So they said no. They refused to give us our own car. They put us with the people in front. Um, so we were squeezed, like all four of us. And at the end of the trip, uh, I was walking with a limp for the le- for like two days because I- my leg got slammed against the wall. Um Now, is that an awful cast member experience? Not terrible, but because of the fact that I was caused pain because they refused us to to, to just wait two two more seconds to get our own car. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it could have been handled differently. But yeah, whatever. sounds like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And plus all the Fast Pass Plus uh, cast members are, are already have had enough of their day. Oh, and-
3: that that's a given. Yeah, that's a given. <laughs> Never been horrible, but that's a given because the Fast Pass Plus, hopefully this this redo is going to work.
0: Yeah, the add it. You can now add the fourth one for another park. I mean, it's it, it's on its way. But the good thing about the old Fast Pass system was that you were able to kind of control your day as you went along. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, not so much because you still have to order them in advance. So you know, or else they're going to be gone by the time you get there. Um, so I don't know. I, hopefully, it'll be better. That's that's all. But you didn't
3: was. miss anything with Snow White's roller coaster. So.
4: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is a pretty mediocre attraction.
3: It's yeah. sad. It's very, yeah. very sad.
4: It's, I, really? Wow. That's because I it wasn't open yet when we went. They were open like yeah. the next week. And um, yes.
3: Yes. It's just it not was...
4: that. It's just nothing.
0: No. Um. It's,
4: yeah. Did you go on Barnstormer? Mm-hmm. It,
0: the goofy. Yeah. It's that. Yep. But like, it seemed better. Huh? <laughs> That's really yeah. what it is.
3: Yeah. The the the. The ride, the physical carts are kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know, because they sort of rock. Yeah. The roller coaster is short. It just, it was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. And I realize it's in fantasy land. It could have been, and to have a 90-minute wait, 120-minute <sighs> wait for 90 seconds? No, I'm sorry. It's, it, it's, not, it's just not a really- good roller coaster. It's not a good roller coaster.
2: No. No, it's, it's like th- not thrilling or anything like that. It's just like, no. all right, uh, this is this. all right.
3: Yeah, it's not,
0: it's not <laughs> thrilling and, and I am it's not, not a fun. roller
3: coaster person. I really I get travel sick, so I'm not a roller coaster person. I can deal with it and I'll survive. But um, it was nothing. And I, we went in the middle almost there was a thunderstorm coming. So they were moving the fast pass and moving the other line really quick. And I swear they cut something out, <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. you know it's like i mean i i, I was done, and was like, really, it, that was it. it do was kids
4: like, like it though? is it like more for like a kid's ride?
3: I think <sighs> people are on it, everybody's of course, on yeah, it's it. a new yeah. hot thing, yeah, yeah, um, know, but...
0: I guess so. I haven't heard anything bad from families, honestly, no. but from from people who like I talk to. Like normally they it's just it's not bad, it's just mediocre. It's, it's, yeah, it's just it's not what it should have been.
3: No, it's not what it should have been. Um Mermaid's Ride is not what it should have oh. been. That is oh so God. sad. That's they cut out sad.
0: half of the movie.
3: But it's just sad. <laughs> it's like you put me on a damn clamshell and ran me around on a thing. It's it's sad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ranting.
0: No, that's, that's, that's 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 what, that's what
3: we <laughs> want. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh. just, it's just, it's sad. I'm, i you know, and it's it just a noise, It's just sad.
2: <laughs> when they had all those, like, all the, uh, the demos or like the previews of, oh, this is what the coaster is gonna look like. The Little Mermaid ride's gonna look like when it's done. It's like, oh my god, you're like underwater, and it's like, oh my god, it's gonna be so cool. And then it's just so lame. It's like, okay, all right, so yeah. what's the fun part gonna happen? That never happens.
3: No, I mean it doesn't dip, it doesn't wiggle, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. No. Oh, show me scenes from the movie. Blah, blah, blah. It's like forget it.
0: Yeah, and it cuts out the whole climax. Basically, yep. it's like yeah. kiss the girl, and then it's the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, wait, wasn't there like a villain at point?
3: Yeah, yeah. I realize yeah, right. it's fantasy land, but guess what? And you know, you got you you got rid of Snow White's ride, you killed the queen, so you know, guess what?
0: Exactly. Um, are there any like parades or, or, or shows that you didn't like either? Like for instance, I thought Cinderella Brah excuse me. I thought Cinderella bration was an abomination. I thought it was probably the worst thing that they've ever done personally. It just had no storyline. Um
3: I never I, the funny thing is, is that they're at the park, and I know Philip could care less about any of the shows probably. <laughs> but um Invariably I was always doing too many things so that we didn't or riding rides. The only shows I was ever really interested in were the ones that the villains were in. Right. <laughs> and that something happened on. Um, you know, a couple of the ones where they early um city the street celebration one that they did um that came out like at eleven AM um was kind of interesting there at the Magic Kingdom. Um But yeah, most of the print, most of the, I can't be bothered
0: (laughs) for the show, but you said you go to the parades though. So
3: I love every parade and they literally, I, it literally makes me, um, a little verklemp. I, I, I get a little nostalgic, um, Mm. you know, when the parade start and, and when they, regardless of the, and the light parade every time. And, and I literally take pictures of the light parade every single time.
0: <laughs> so you just go through your photo books and it's basically the same photos over and over again. Yes. Different years, obviously.
2: Uh, I do yes. that. I do that, too. I, I love taking pictures.
3: I love <laughs> yes. 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 It's like photos. Um, unfortunately, it was a horrible experience, but um, Philip lost his best friend to leukemia in 2004 uh-huh. And um, we were getting pictures together at my house with all of these kids at my house. And they're going through this one chest, this drawer that had pictures of years and years of pictures. And it literally got to be comic relief because they would go through and, oh, look, Philip, here you are. Here you are. You're at Disney World. Phil, Phil, look, you and Stephen are at Disney World. Oh, oh, my, Philip, look, you, Stephen and Gabe are at Disney World. So it just kept going and going and going. It was just year after year after year after year after year of pictures of Philip at Disney World. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, we growing up in the parks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's side shots of of characters that he's not really visiting, but I'm holding the camera oh, up. Oh yeah, that
4: was a great thing. It was like well, yeah. you know, you're, you see that you're a little kid and you wait in line and you get to you know hang out and get your autograph from the character, but as like the years grow on, literally, it's like mom, my mom being like, just go stand by them or take a picture <laughs> And there's like a whole other family do a walk by. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, walk by, walk by, snap, um, walk by.
0: We tried to do that at the uh, I think it was the Christmas party oh. with the uh, Seven Dwarves. I'm like I was like Simone, walk over to the Seven Dwarves and just kind of stand there. I'll try to angle it so it looks like you're in the photo with them. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> Not worth waiting an hour and a half or two hours for. No.
3: no, yeah, it is. And the and the Halloween and Christmas parties are fun for that reason. But um, I I don't know that I would recommend it again. But I went to the villain party at. Um, the studios back in April. Um, Mm -hmm. No, in March. Food was decent. The venue was okay. Music was fun. Um, The time with the villainesses. um, Apparently they cut off my uh, pictures with Cruella and Maleficent and I cherish Maleficent more than the others. And um, obviously when they hit my band, it stopped, it didn't pick up the pictures they took so pissed me off but i will survive their only Uh. photos (laughs)
1: yes
3: (laughs) and um but it really is not i don't think it's worth a hundred dollars to do it to be perfectly honest um i
0: heard they were uh, a little laugh they didn't know what they were doing because they didn't have a party of that immensity besides you know star wars weekend's uh, but yeah. They never had like an, an after hours party well, and in that, the yeah
3: and that was the thing is is so then they're doing these smaller at they started the smaller after parties and that right. was yeah and then and the you know first year they tried to do it through the whole park they realized they couldn't it just was a failure it was an epic failure and so then they've done these smaller parties now and so they're doing like a dinner thing um, and they're actually doing two shows and there's like going to a show by itself, but you're paying a hundred bucks and they had buffet and the, in the villains, the four villains come out and there's alcohol and you know, they all have their own special drink and you know, it's eat all, drink all, do whatever, you know, dance floor, trying to get people up to dance. Nobody wanted to dance. You know, the, the MC is really talented, had a lovely, talented voice um but it was just it was kind of an odd situation um right. so that that would have been one of those things, Philip in your movie that would have been an epic fail um because it just was not really that interesting. it was fun to see the character villains because you never get to see them hardly um but it was an epic fail dark side yeah <laughs> it was it was it no it was not dark side. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, when you're touring, like, the Magic Kingdom, right next to um, where, like, Space Mountain is and right next to the uh, TTA, the, uh, the, t- the People Mover, there's a dance stage there now. <laughs> yep. It is completely nonsensical. Oh. They're playing contemporary hits. And I, we, were, um, we were doing a live recording on the TTA, and we drove by and we literally saw Mrs. Incredible twerking into <laughs> this, this girl's body. And it was the most uncomfortable thing I ever saw. I had to well, break that, character. That's
4: that's canon. That <laughs> happens in the movie. I remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so uncomfortable watching this. And I was just
4: like, why, first of all, is this in Tomorrowland? Well, that's. Second- well, it's funny you say that it's a new thing, because that's, that's an old thing. They've always had that kind of weird... Because um, part of the... Somebody, um, I can't say who, gave me... This footage that's in the movie um, of it's the stuff where you see Tigger like flicking off the camera and like pulling his mm-hmm. dick, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, I have that that footage is an hour and a half. Um, and it's and what it is, is is it's a whole last day of um, these three little pigs costumes before they retired these like old costumes, and the guys who work there decided to film the whole thing. Uh, and actually, if you buy the the, the DVD, the the twenty dollars special edition Dark Siders DVD. Uh, from the website, you can get access to that complete thing. And part of that footage um, is uh, they are – it's three little pigs, and they are – somebody's filming it from, like, up on, like, the Wedway People Mover looking down at them, and they, uh, are dancing to the, to a band that is playing the Ghostbusters theme, because, <laughs> and it's the because weirdest... the
0: Ghostbusters is Disney, you know? oh, yeah. not yeah, Universal,
4: right? <laughs> it, it's just, like, a weird, like, you know, contemporary song hit that they're playing, uh, That's and, uh, and it's, like, the three little pigs are, like, dancing to the Ghostbusters theme, uh, and I remember that, like, being a thing, that, when we were in Disneyland, there was, like, a huge, the thing that the, um, Bangering bunch are the the women we hung out with, uh, who the pin-up pixies, um, who are in the Disney gang, which you don't call them gangs. They're, they're right. social clubs. Social
3: clubs. <laughs> um,
4: they love going to the Mad Tea Party that they have there, like every night or something. uh, in, uh it, it's in the California Adventure actually, and it is like this rave. It's like this this rave where characters dressed like uh, you know people from um, the Alice in Wonderland, like it's Mad Hatter and like all those other people. They come out. And it's the most, it's so embarrassing. Apparently it gets better later on because they just put bring on like a DJ and they just play music, but it's a cover band that comes out, but they're all dressed up like characters from Alice in Wonderland. And they play like, you know, fog hat and other like classic, (laughs) classic rock hits. And it's so bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing. Like, who is this for? Like, why is this here? Yeah. Who pays to come to Disney world to then listen to a cover band? (laughs) It's <laughs> very strange. Now, Epcot guess, and Christopher Cross—that's a. Like, <laughs> of <totally> course.
0: <laughs> I guess maybe it was the lyrical content of the of the pop hits of today that I was a little
4: confused right, about. Right? Maybe, yeah. You right. know. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah but, but it's tomorrow. Was... It was tomorrow. It was
4: Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrowland. They're that uh... future Nicki Minaj hit and playing. It. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe that's what she was like uh, twerking to.
4: Maybe. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, you guys. Um, Simone, do you have any questions before we uh, close this out?
2: We can, uh Well, we, we didn't hear uh, Philip's least favorite. Do we? We don't have your least
4: favorite uh, attraction or your your. Uh, uh, I, I, the mission space stuff. Yeah, you said about. Mission space. Oh it's, yeah, it was mission not, space. It's not fun. It's not. Uh, it's just gross. It hurts and it makes me sick. And Gary Sin- <laughs> Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. I like Gary, Gary Sinise. Sinise.
0: All right. <laughs> he's the only redeeming thing about that attraction.
4: Yeah, you get excited. You're like, "Oh, Gary Sees is talking to me." Talk oh, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I I do miss the celebrity cameo. Yeah. You know, they had a lot a lot in Epcot especially with with uh, Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Um, Ellen seems to be DeGeneres. getting less and less. Yep. We, no, they still have Patrick Warburton in Sword. I don't know if he'll still be there in the uh, in the new version that's coming out. Mm.
3: Probably not.
0: Oh, of course not.
3: Well, no, because, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, they want to make a world version. Why did they not make a Florida vision?
0: Yes, I agree. I I can understand if there's a world version in the World Showcase or somewhere around there, but in the land.
3: No. Yeah, it should have been a Florida. There was plenty of things they could have done across Florida. It would have still been America it's you know from It whatever would have still been was. oranges, oranges would have still been in it. <laughs> well, but it is and gators and you know and and the the keys and meth and labs along Space Coast.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> meth f- labs in Ohio. So mm-hmm. what difference
3: does that make? There are meth yeah. labs everywhere.
0: That's fine. Dark <laughs> side. You know. Dark side. Dark side. Um <laughs> I guess the last thing about this DVD, is there one special feature you wish you could put on it, but you didn't think of filming it until afterwards? Oof.
4: Um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, you mean there's always, you always have to like stop at some point and be like, all right, this is done. I, gotta, I can't, I can't keep adding to it or can't keep cutting from it. Right. Uh, it's just gotta be done at this point. Um,
3: was there I'm something thinking- from the book you wish you had done? Uh, the book, I mean, there's like, I talked about, I've
4: talked about this before, but there is, the book explains, my new pitch is that the book is, tells you how to do these things, like how to, you know, where to do drugs, you know, where to have sex in the park, things like that. Um, and the movie really asks the question, why? Like, why do, why do people want to do these kind of things? Um, and so that's what, what we examine with the, the people that we, uh, you know, talk to in the movie. Now, did I, I don't know. There's, it's hard to say. I mean, I do, there's that still that part of me that kind of wishes that, you know, myself or Joe or Zach, one of us would have got banned or would have got kicked out and <laughs> would have seen how that goes. Um, but it didn't happen. Um, there was. You were never moment.
3: questioned about your camera.
4: No, no one cared. It was like, they would literally open the bag for bag check and like Joe would have like a camera with like three lenses and a shoulder mount and a microphone and all this stuff. And they would be like, oh, all right. Have a magical day. <laughs> um, and and, and or they'd Leonard... be like, is that water in that bottle? <laughs> right. Uh, the one thing that – this is a weird uh, non-Disney even related thing. The one thing I didn't do is when I first – I first met Leonard at his house. I went to Baltimore where he lives and I um, – he had me over and we hung out all day. You know, We had some beers and did the interview and he showed me all of his uh, you know Disney memorabilia stuff. Um, and at the end, we were all done. He was going to give me a ride back to the place I was staying uh and so i packed up my camera i packed up everything and then he um we go out to the car and uh he's like oh before we go you should come in the backyard check it out you know i just had it, i I just finished redoing it and everything we go back and his entire backyard is like um fenced with bamboo and it's this really beautiful scene like it's like bamboo fence in this backyard in, in baltimore uh and it looks really nice and it's very you know picturesque and he talked about uh, how he loves you know the s- sustainability of bamboo and all this stuff, but it was this really nice like uh, what we call like verite moment where he's just kind of like talking about something that's not Disney related, uh, and I really wish I had filmed it because it would have added this like extra different like personal layer to Leonard um, right. outside of the Disney bubble, which would have been I think really you know he comes across really well in the film. Uh, I've talked to other people before that like they they've read the book and they're like ah he must be like the craziest guy ever. <laughs> and then you meet him, and he's just kind of like this chill dude. He's just very yeah. chill. He's very reserved, um, and he's just kind of a nice guy. Uh, and I kind of wish I'd captured that moment. Um, but it was then in the end, it's just this you know private moment that we he and I shared in the backyard of his house in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there there is this moment that I saw that you did capture of him. Uh, I guess talking in what was it a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And in the background is, and I'm just doing this as a shout out for the podcast community Gary Hall from the <laughs> Kingdom Cast podcast. So I just wanted to throw that out there for anybody who's watching the film. Yeah, it is Gary shows a up. hidden Gary Hall. Gary Hall,
2: his wife, too.
0: <laughs> and his wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, thank You're you for us. It was fun. We had a lot of fun, too. I, at least I did. I don't know. I Simone. Have,
2: yes, I did have a lot of fun. Good. I, I loved uh, the, the extra girl power. <laughs> yay! yay and somebody else who likes to keep things like i do and yes. keep, keep pins and bags
3: i yes. have so many
2: pins and bags oh my god i don't even know yes. what they are they're somewhere it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we have them that's We've right got them. We, exactly someone who
3: understands me i've got a pass the pass holder everest pins and the patch and the in the lanyard and and I, I
0: still have a free ticket to uh, Pleasure Island. Oh,
3: that's right. It oh. <laughs>
0: doesn't,
3: doesn't expire either.
0: Yeah. 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 It says doesn't expire. I wonder what I can get for it now. Mm, that's good. That's absolutely.
3: I don't know. I don't know. You better put it in plastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil, before we go, please give us that last plug. We want to hear it.
4: Yeah. So um, the Dark Side of Disney documentary is coming out on 420. If you pre-order a DVD, uh, they ship on 420. Um, otherwise this is hitting uh, on 4.19 it sounds like so um, go get a DVD uh, we have three different versions we have the basic edition which comes with the film and a bunch of trailers uh, on the disc uh, for 15 bucks you get the special edition which comes with the film, the trailers and a downloadable soundtrack um, which features all original music by my friend Gabe Shrey. Uh Gabe Shrey does get the, that $5 so it's a good thing to get some money to the guy who made the great music and then $20 gets you the Darksiders edition, which includes everything I just said, plus online access to literally like hours and hours and hours of few uh, footage that we didn't use uh, to uncut interviews. Um, I always like to say, you know, if you really like Dana Snyder, um, he's only in the movie for like a minute or two, but we had a full like hour long interview uh, where he gets so drunk. Uh, it's, he was already drunk when we sat down and he just gets more and more drunk and it's hilarious. Um, It's a great, great interview. Um, So you get access to that with the $20 special edition or Darksiders edition. Uh, Also on 420, it will be streaming at 12.01 a.m. It'll be available on Amazon Video on Demand and Vimeo Video on Demand. Um, For your international listeners, that should make them happy uh, because Vimeo, you can stream anywhere in the world. Amazon, we're stuck to just the U.S. um, as of right now. Um, How
3: how are they pre-ordering it?
4: Uh, You pre-order it at dsoddoc.com. It says like dark side of Disney doc, -doc dsoddoc.com. You can pre-order them there. Um, Or you can actually just now, this just happened today. You actually go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash dsoddoc. And you can buy them through the Facebook page. Uh, I had a woman um, today on Instagram that was like, I want to buy this DVD, but there's something wrong with my PayPal account. My mom won't help me uh okay uh and i said to her oh now they're available on facebook and she was able to do it in two seconds no problem um so she's getting a darksiders uh edition out to her next wednesday on 4:20, um and then in the future we hope to expand to more platforms itunes and all that kind of stuff um we just have to see how this first wave goes but hopefully uh i think it's going to go pretty well we've We've been doing really well on pre-orders already, actually, Uh, and um, we've got some podcast appearances like yours lined up. Uh, I actually got an email today, an unsolicited email from the Orlando Sentinel, which is the the paper in Orlando, asking for an interview, which is nice because I was about to send out press releases um, probably tomorrow. Um, So that's cool. But yeah, hopefully uh, they're released as well. Nice. And it's a disappearance on Mouse Rants, which just takes us that step further to success.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Besides the people who can't stand us. You know, <laughs> we, we do have our haters, but the good thing is we have a lot of degenerates out there who enjoy the show, who will spread the love of Dark Side of Disney. And your links will all be in the show notes, everything you mentioned. So if, if anybody missed it, check the show notes at the end. For our show, all you have to do is go to mouserants.gq. I don't know why... We have to say that because clearly you're listening to us, so you found us already. <laughs> but I have to say it, I guess. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Just you know, type in Mouse Rants and give us a five-star review because if you don't, well, what's the point of giving a review at all? Give us a five-star review. Write something down there. And of course – you can find us on Stitcher and Blueberry and all those wonderful <laughs> websites out there. Uh, we love all you guys. MouseRants at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or if you want to know more about Dark Side of Disney, we can uh, help forward you over to Phil here. Thanks again, guys. Thank you, guys. I hope everybody guys. has a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Take us out, Simone. Laters. Later, fuckers.
1: Digging, Yeah. some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction, the girls are all around, but none of them wanna get with me, and scratch and I'm looking at your watch out what I will see, the girls I start shocking at the other end of the bar, having drinks with some knowledge of, but they know that I'm the star, so I get up and rolled over to the other side's cantina, I ask the guy why you can find the funky Comedina. They me a secret I had to get more chicks Put a little patina in your back. And the girls will come real quick huh. She's better than any alcohol a would rather jack A couple of sticks in is the And she'll be on your lap So I came to my dog When he began to beg. Then he licked his phone, he smoked at me and he a one on my leg Will they use to scratch and bite me? Once my Spanish, but now the pool is front of my house with a funky called Medina. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got every dog in my neighborhood breaking down my door. They won't leave my dog alone with that Medina pal. She went up to this girl. She said, "Hi, my name is Sheena. I thought she'd be good enough with a little bit of funk called Medina." So specific, I know that shit was wet So I took <laughs> her to my crib And everything went as planned no what you got on set It was a big old man Cause oh. she a man So I threw her down And I'm full of With a you, no, fucking for the go, my <laughs> 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 You know I play with a fan. This is the 80s And I'm down with the lady See this a monster, y'all. Frunky, cold, Medina.